2: What's up, Hotties? Welcome back to another Stay Hot Live. Jermon, Blade, and Kurt, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spahnauer and Theo Ash. Our uh, video editor is away today, so I'm running the live today. And Matt was talking before we got on about how there was some
3: DAC defenders out There's too there. There's m- too much DAC defending. Oh my God, he played horrible. Oh, so, oh, so Dak. I, I don't know what you're talking about, game. Matt. I haven't seen I haven't anyone seen say anyone that he played to... well in this game. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone is saying he played well in that game. Saying people are like, oh, just because he played bad it's like, dude, it, it, it matters, you know? And it's like, well, you know, I also, in the same sense, I don't see anyone saying he played well in that game. I don't see anybody saying that he's now like the 16th best quarterback in the NFL because of it. And his cap hit next year is $50 million. As far I'm concerned, if you go out and lose him a playoff game like that, yeah. like That sounds yeah, like he, the
4: dialogue he, is good then, if no one is saying he played well, but yet no one is underrating him. I don't know, man.
3: I've seen plenty of people defending him.
4: I don't, yeah. I mean, I'll defend him. I, I, my, my thoughts on him haven't changed. I'll do it. I mean, I, I think that he's the same quarterback as he was before. And that's not in that elite tier with, um, Mahomes and, and them at like think five guys at the top with Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar, and Allen is probably my top five. But then if you get in that six to 10 range, I mean, I, I think that he's still in that range to me. And, you know, this game was horrible and that's obvious, but I, I don't know. I, I think he's still in that range. So I, I don't know if you want me to say like, or people to say like, well, he's not in that range anymore. Cause then I would disagree, but it was a horrible game. He should play better for getting paid that much, but I haven't seen any like horrible dialogue on it.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Everyone go take the quarterback ranking quiz and we'll decide this like men. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, I giving Dak Prescott $50 million is not a winning strategy. It's too much money. You can't give a guy 20% of your cap if he's not superhuman. And even if he is, it's tough.
4: That, that I might agree with just because, and I, I think that I've, you know, been pushing the, the paying quarterbacks thing. I, I would, if I was a GM, I might be the first guy to let, a very good quarterback go, and I think Dak is a very good quarterback. But is he a fifty million dollar quarterback? The same level as, you know, Burrow and and Mahomes who have who have continually like, you know, went off, gone off, and or Allen who's continually like played extremely well and, and carried a team in the playoffs. But um. Yeah, Dak, yeah, those maybe? guys, I don't think I don't think you can let them go no matter the price. Mahomes could ask for any other money and any amount of money. And as long as it's enough to like field a roster <laughs> alongside of them, <laughs> like you kind of got to pay it. And and Dak's definitely not at that level. And he's getting getting paid at that level. So I think well, that that's definitely I don't even uh, think the
2: team is like necessarily bad. Dak just played a bad game. I don't think you can look at that and be like, "Well, it's because you're paying Dak too much." No, Dak just played a really bad game in the playoffs. He's he's
3: not his his fifty million dollars doesn't kick off until next year. And I would, and I would also
4: push run. back on that. And that once Pollard was gone, it's just CD in terms of the weapons. But just CD should you know be enough that you don't completely you know. You know, apart. I I, I
3: kind of think sometimes that you have too high expectations for what good weapons look like. If I, I think. Schultz and C D and Gallup is like and Pollard. That's like pretty with 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 a very respectable offensive line. That's pretty good. I mean, if we go through the top, well, 10 there was no Pollard. Once. Well, okay, sure. Once once you know your running back yeah. gets hurt, then okay. But I, I, it's like the Bengals have better weapons than that. I'm trying to think of all the other top ten quarterbacks. Not Mahomes. Mahomes does not have better weapons than that. I wouldn't say Rodgers doesn't. I don't know. I think Mahomes. I think. Really? You would take th- Mahomes' offensive roster? I think that's
4: debatable. It I, is debatable. I think it's debatable, but I think I would take Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's better than CD. Yeah. And then I would take like way better than Seedy, I think. Yeah. And, and then, then I think kind of Juju like is of better Albright. than. I think that Juju is better than Gallup. And I that's think. That's debatable. A lot of people
2: might disagree with you on that one, but... I think it's... I, would,
4: I wouldn't disagree with that. I think that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, you I said it. <laughs> Pacheco is better than Zeke. I don't think he's better than Pollard. And then I think the Cowboys offensive line is probably better. But,
3: I don't know. Or like with the Bills, I honestly... I mean, I guess they're not super is strong bad. at wide receiver till. Yeah. I think their offensive line is a bigger problem there, but I think I think a lot of places kind of maybe have not that great of weapons compared to I think to- I'd take the, the the Dallas weapons
4: over Josh Allen's supporting cast even with Diggs cuz I think the the Dallas line is substantially better than the Buffalo line and I think that whereas Diggs is better than CD in my opinion like the other wide receivers just are kind of stinky. So, I don't know. Gabe Davis is not good, um, but I don't know. Though it's 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 again like Dak played poorly, but like does my mind really change? Do I move him down a tier? No, I I, I don't. So I mean, right. I don't think I've said many pro Dak things on Twitter. So like I, I
3: don't. I mean, maybe I'm a podcasting right now, but maybe maybe Dak is just in that bad spot where he's the worst quarterback who can reset the market when they get a yeah. contract and. That is ultimately going to lead to you always being listed at labeled as, as not that great. I was thinking about this today. If Joe Burrow loses the Super Bowl, how many quarterbacks in this one playoff run will be labeled as like losers? Because I saw that about Herbert, Allen, Dak is definitely now labeled a loser, and then Burrow would be a two time Super Bowl loser. Everyone's a loser well except there can Patrick only be one there can only be one winner and stafford's not a winner because he only
4: won one time yeah um and then Obviously. he got hurt
3: <laughs> there's, so there's there's no, no winners there. under
4: the age of 40 once 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 uh brady retires there will be no winners left in this league just losers except for brock purdy of course he's just a winner, except for brock yeah it'll be brock
2: the brock didn't i don't know it's I think is still insane
4: i i was talking about this on um the draft podcast that I that I was put on Substack and I was talking about, you know, I, I think it's always very interesting how people just totally understand when they talk about draft prospect quarterbacks, like what it takes to evaluate a guy, right? They, they don't look at, like, no one is actually making the Stetson Bennett QB1, like agenda or like, oh, Stetson Bennett is like, should be a, a very high draft pick, right? No, no one really is saying that. But the, if the exact same scenario played out in the NFL, then all of a sudden it would be, you know, is Stetson Bennett a top five quarterback? Like I would rather have Stetson Bennett than insert amazing quarterback who didn't win the Super Bowl here, right? They just, because because when you're looking at college players, the talent evaluation part of it with the draft is always in the back of your mind. But with NFL players, it's almost just all, it's all legacy. It's It's like people... Want to write a storybook about these players, and they want to write this narrative about these players, and that's that's kind of what what consummates greatness to a lot of people, I think. And they want the best narrative possible, and that's why you know Brady. I mean, if you were going to make a movie about an athlete, you'd do Brady, right? You would do Jordan. I mean, there is never. They are a making
2: hap- a movie about right about they, they, no,
4: There can be a happy ending. You know, there's triumph. Um, Kobe, another one like that, like was just a very narrative friendly career that he had. And then when people, you know, when you can't spin it, like, oh, you know, he went through all these trials and tribulations and then he lost at the end. Like no one's really interested in hearing, hearing that. So I, I think that, I think that it's just all very... I, I, it's all very narrative-y. It, it, it's like people want to tell a, a really good story when it comes to these quarterbacks and they want whatever quarterback, they want to be on the winning side and not the losing side. So it's not really talent evaluation anymore. But I think if you're fairly evaluating Dak's talent, I think he's still in that that six to 10 range. But you're right, Matt, that the that the 50 million is a tough pill to swallow when the quarterback, you know, maybe doesn't have the arm strength to fit it into maybe some tight windows against a defense like the 49ers, right? So... Yeah, it's, um, we'll see. It's tough.
2: It's tough. But I didn't ask how you guys are doing today. How are you guys doing today?
4: Because we were raining get the I've been, setup. I'm putting together my, I've watched a lot of Anthony Richardson and, and Will Levison these last two days and I'm getting ready for my, my final thoughts on both of those two guys. Um, hard launch the the Anthony Richardson QB1 campaign. <laughs>
2: that's going to be not well received i fear
4: i don't know i think that people are i i think that people are going to be somewhat receptive of, of it you think I, so? I don't think that um yeah i do i think that i think that it makes sense i think that people see the big art i think people see lamar and and they see allen and herbert and mahomes and i think that that's just an archetype that people are willing to to take a risk on it would be a lot easier to push this narrative if Trey Lance worked out. If we like knew Trey Lance right. was good, then everyone would love Anthony Richardson because it's a kind of, I think, a pretty similar type of player you're, and you're, type of prospect. You're, gonna, you're always
2: going to be battling against recency bias and the current recency biases right now are Malik Willis and Zach Wilson. So like if you say anything positive about Will Levis, it's like, well, he's the next Zach Wilson. He's just Z- just like Zach Wilson. And if you say anything positive about Anthony Richardson, they're gonna be like, well, he's Malik Willis. He can make all these plays, but he misses the throw. Like those are gonna be the guys, those are gonna be like the lazy comparisons that you're gonna
3: get thrown at. I think you're gonna have a hard time with it, to be completely honest. Well, from what I've seen, people even a lot of the 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 people who like Richardson are like yeah that would be awesome cuz we can get him in the second. And it's like dude you are not ready for the Panthers need to trade up to get him. Yes. Take, you know it's it's this <laughs> we I agree but we're not on the same level here. And as far as Lance goes, I mean people people want to write off these type of quarterbacks and these type of prospects so badly they have already called Lance a bust. They all they're already going to it before they even get a chance to see him. And this is coming from the same people who will defend like a quarterback who hasn't shown signs of turning into a franchise yeah. guy going into year five. I mean or year four or whatever. So I, I just I just think there's some like you're you're gonna get the CJ Stroud, you know, stat comparison with with Richardson or whatever. And I, I think it's gonna be tough. Who knows? I,
4: I think from what I've tweeted about Richardson before, I've gotten a lot of pro Richardson comments. So maybe right now, if it, it, everyone, like when I tweet something nice about him, everyone's like QB1, QB1. And that's what I've seen. So maybe I'm like, oh, it'll be pretty nice. And then I'll reveal my grades and it'll be like, you know, it'll be like early first round Richardson, mid first round, uh, Young and Stroud, late first round, Levis is like what I'll say probably. And then everyone will be like, once it's like laid out like that, <clears throat> then everyone will be like, whoa, I didn't actually think you liked him. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think. I that I like him in a vacuum. Like, oh, look at this good play. I like this guy. Everyone's like, oh yeah, cool. Nice play. He's super talented. And then I'll, I'll actually make this statement. Like the- I actually yeah. like him more you than the other player. Everyone's gonna be like, well, well, you can't like him. You can't like him that much.
3: Well, it's going to come down to also, uh, to a lot of people, there's like no difference between him and Malik Willis. And that's going to be a pretty big challenge. Um, Well, they're both, they're both, you know, athletes with big arms, but Willis goes in the third and you think Richardson's blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I don't, I think, I think it's hard to beat.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, well, if they read my Substack article that I'm about to drop on him, then every, no one will say that because there's definite proof that he's more pro ready than that in that article. So, as long as uh,
3: as long as you <laughs> as long Anyone as you who read my with work you, just tell them to uh, then subscribe you, to your Substack, man. <laughs> <subscribe> <laughs> I have to my a sub-stack. great rebuttal to this, but you'll need to pay $8. You will a need month
4: to pay <laughs> your 7.50. It's going to be my yeah, I mean I'll have to brand it like, uh, like the top G formula, like, Oh, if you read this, you'll know everything there is to know about everyone. You need to read this. Um, you'll be, you'll be the smartest one of all your friends and only real men have this. Uh, I'll I'll go that route and try not to end up. You
3: gotta, you gotta remake that. Um, that like things your friend group needs to be doing. If you're between the age of, 20 and 30 <laughs> subscribe you need to be
4: discussing sub stack <laughs> reading my scouting reports <laughs> i don't know i mean i you or you don't have to and you can just like listen to what i say on the podcast and the live stream because i eventually just reveal everything that these things are going to say yeah. eventually so but that,
2: but that also helps you out anyway right so like <laughs> In in yeah. some way, shape, or form, consume as much Theo Ash content as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. Eventually- if you if
4: you don't, you can just if you listen to enough today, hot, you'll eventually be able to piece <laughs> together exactly what I think of everybody. But he doesn't take sacks. That's the thing. That is the number one thing about him is he does not take sacks. That guy never ever 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 gets sacked. It just doesn't happen. You can watch a hundred se- like Anthony Richardson games, and they'll get this close to sacking him multiple times every game. But he'll always slip out of it. He'll slip out of it or get the ball off every single time. So are they getting um, close
2: to sacking him because he's holding on to it a long time, or is it because uh, the O line sucks and they're just getting
4: instant, instant blow? A lines? lot of it is because the O line sucks. I think. I, I think a lot of it, it. Truly, I mean, I think that he does hold the ball a long time, and and you know that's part of it. But I think a lot of it is because you know the the offensive line is losing. I I, I don't think that it's a super talented offense overall or guys aren't getting open down the field or running a sloppy route or something. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think that he is, uh, I think that he's quite, he's he's not accurate. That's, that's why he kind of reminds me of Lance is because when I watched Lance, I was like, this guy's not dumb, right? He's not like really mechanically flawed in a huge way. It's not like he, you know, he moves through the pocket pretty well. He is making checks at the line. This is kind of a pro style offense that he's running. It's not, he's, he's not a dummy, right? It doesn't, it's not like he has bad process He just like goes to make the throw and the throw sails on him or something like that. That's what I thought about Lance. And I, I wish we could have seen more from him to see if that archetype was like a good thing to bet on or not, because right now we just don't really know. Right. Um, but that, that's what he reminds me of. And I saw a question. I, I have not watched Brian branch, but I think blade and you have, um,
2: I just, I've been, I've been reworking my, my top 10, a bunch that's the uh, the Bama safety. Yes, my pro tip is always bet on Bama defensive backs. That's that is <laughs> <crazy. It's> like <laughs> they're just always good. Um, yeah, a, but but the the hard thing is with like once once I get into corners, it's going to be really tricky because it's like the the gap between some of them is going to be like so small. It's like oh well, this guy's he has better ball skills, but he's a little bit, he kind of gets beat at the line. He's always playing catch up ball. And it's like, it's, it's corners, corners hard. And Theo, you, you know that corner sucks to watch.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I've gotten a little bit better at it. I think this year I've done multiple all 22s on, on Jair Alexander and and Jeff Okuda and Jack Jones. And I feel like through doing that, I, Really <laughs> I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of watching corners, but I feel like this year, this season, through watching the NFL guys, I've gotten better at, at it. At least the offensive but, linemen, like they could pancake someone if even if it's not to their side. If, I think the- watching offensive linemen is underrated. I really do. <laughs> I think like they do something on every play. That's yeah. why I like watching them a little bit, is like they've got some assignment to do on every play. And so, you know, even quarterbacks sometimes there will be long stretches, especially last year. Watching last year's quarterback class was actually ass because it was was, all of them just ran 100% RPO RPO shit. It was was not fun to watch. It's like Corral. Oh, let's turn on Corral. RPO, 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 RPO. (laughs) Okay, let's, let's turn on Howell. RPO, 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 RPO. It's like this isn't real. Like I can't even get it. I just watched a game and I didn't like get anything. Who else? Malik Willis, RPO, RPO, zone read, zone read, RPO, zone read. Like, I don't like watching the this at all. But like this year, it's nice because like Levis runs a real offense, Young runs a real offense, Stroud runs a somewhat real offense. Even though you know it's maybe easier, but it's it's not exactly a you know RPO every single play. And uh, yeah, so they all run like somewhat somewhat transferable offenses, which makes it a lot more enjoyable to watch than the fake. Shit, I'll I'll wait till Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, and then I'll watch a a fake offense probably. (laughs) Fake offense. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the the the
2: Richardson, the the Richardson and uh, Lance thing will be tough because you're right, Theo. We haven't gotten to see if that archetype works, and it's like, well, how much can you develop
4: just like being inaccurate? Well, we saw with with Allen a little bit, but yeah, it's it's but tough Alan, to know. Allen,
2: Alan, Allen's was like a mechanical thing, wasn't it?
4: Well, all accuracy is mechanical. I guess, thing. yeah. Your if your mechanics are perfect, you'll be accurate. That's kind of what accuracy is. So. Theory. Do I have an issue with the Diggs altercation? No, I don't know. It's, it's football. I don't have an issue with anybody's altercations after they lose. I don't have an issue with Eli Apple. I don't have an issue with Mike McCarthy pushing the cameraman. I don't have an issue with Diggs blowing up on the sideline. Like... I think people get I don't I never had an issue when Odell blew up on the sideline like, man, it's a, it's an emotional game, and you're losing and your season's over, and everyone miss a chance when at the Super Bowl and you're running around and yelling like Brady's I don't, allowed
2: to be emotional, but everyone else, you have to keep your cool.
4: You're right. I was like, like, if you win enough, then, you know, you're just a leader. And I, I truly believe like yelling and getting excited is, you know, I wish I had a little bit more of that in me, right? Like it's, it's sometimes you need to hear it. So I, I really don't, I really don't care. Yeah, That's big, one of the big negatives on the Theo Ash scouting report. <laughs> it is a big negative. <laughs> he's I'm, not a competitor. <laughs> I would get the, the Herbert. Um, I remember when he was out there, like he's kind of quiet. He's kind of reserved. He's not going to yell. Is he... They would write the same things about me. I'm not.
3: Yeah, I I think all that stuff ultimately doesn't matter. And that's why usually people's take on it is entirely dependent on who is doing it. So when Brady (laughs) does it, it's like, you know, okay, alpha competitor. And when so-and-so does it, it's a big problem. And what the hell? And, you know, not a team player. You know, it, it really makes no difference. Whatever didn't Devonte shove a random person
4: after a loss this year? Yeah. He, he, that was bad. Cause that guy, like he literally shoved him kind of violently and he hit the ground and all yeah. that. Like, but he came back, he that, apologized that was, and he was, he was real sincere about it. That was kind of messed up. I remember his apology, not being that sincere. I, thought it was. I, was I don't it was? remember exactly what he said. I thought it was sincere. I, I, was, I, I, thought I, said all I it
2: had to have been sincere enough that the guy didn't press charges.
4: Yeah, I don't remember exact. I remember like reading the apology and he's like, I'm sorry you were in please my way God, or something please. like that.
3: Um, but anyway, yeah. Anywho. And I don't know what else is going on. We can't really talk about. I don't want to preview the games tomorrow because that's or I don't want to preview the games because that's what we're doing tomorrow. Right. Well, so, somebody what's asked, going on? What's going on in the NBA? What are your thoughts on the uh, Lakers trade, Matt? I like it pretty, pretty well for the Lakers. I mean, Kendrick Nunn, like, I, you know, I that that move got so much hate. Like, it made perfect sense at the time. He was putting up, like, an efficient, like, 15 points. It's, like, great. Probably a smaller volume than that when they signed him. They got him for 5000000 million. I'm like, beautiful. Just was terrible. Messed up his whatever and didn't play for you came back awful. So the fact that they were able to get, you know, Hachimura, who is a good but like kind of inconsistent player and we'll see. I'm excited for that. I think it's high ceiling, but I may be a little bit worried that a guy who is an inconsistent shooter and 23 years old being thrown into the fire in L.A. on a team mm-hmm. that's trying to win right now probably will end not awesome. I do think he has the potential. And it's like anytime you get a wing like that who on, you know, he shot like forty seven percent from three last year and and uh, the limited shots that he took and now he's shooting like thirty four and he's he's kind of up and down, but uh I don't know. He he needs to he needs to kind of bring it together a little bit more and, and, and get a little bit more consistent. And the Wizards are, you know, notoriously horrible at developing people. So We'll see. But I like taking the chance for three seconds. For the Wizards, I think it's just they just suck. And they're just making moves that a team that sucks makes, And they're not even, they're thinking like, can we sneak into the first round of the playoffs maybe one year? So they're completely unserious. Yeah, last year,
4: I mean, he shot, yeah, he was lights out last year. Like he said, not so much this year. But I think it's always a safe bet that the Wizards are messing someone up. (laughs) I, I, I like that the Lakers make a move that is not just one of LeBron's friends and actually has like some sort of ceiling. Whereas usually I'm used to them bringing in like Dwight Howard or Rajon Rondo or someone like old as dirt like that.
3: Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, and getting someone who is young, it's like we're going to trade for someone in some buyout market, 37 years old or whoever. (laughs) Screw that. Right, I,
4: like he didn't. He didn't trade for Jay Crowder. L- the GM didn't want to go trade for Jay Crowder. Not that I don't think he likes Jay Crowder, so he wouldn't. But you know, someone of that, someone of that ilk. I mean, right. Where it's like not that young. He's worse. twenty-five. He's like about to turn twenty-five. So like, he's not like a baby. But I don't know. He's someone who shot forty-four percent before. So might as well bring in someone like that. I don't know. I don't really care that. much.
3: Yeah, more. I mean, it, it's it's. It's kind of whatever for the, the Lakers uh, for the Wizards, though. It's hilarious. I mean, it's it's so they can pay Kyle Kuzma 20 <laughs> something million dollars a year, which is just awesome. And they're going to be know, paying. Do you know who the best player the Wizards has, have drafted in the last
4: like seven years is? Oh, it's. um,
3: Who is it, man? I think it's like Otto Porter. Yeah, it's Otto <laughs> Porter. It's it's unbelievable. It's almost it. Really, the only comparison is the Browns during hey, the 2010s run. Nice. This is true. Where it's like if, if a random person bought a draft magazine and was just like picking at thumbing, random, thumbing they would easily. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just like here's the big board. I'm just going to take the top player. They would crush what the Wizards have been able to do with their first round picks. It is unbelievable how bad they do. Johnny Davis is like not good in the G League right now. And he's a top 10 pick. Johnny Davis, Corey
4: Crispert, Denny Ev- 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 Evdija, if I'm pronouncing that right,
3: Rui, Troy Brown, Jer- Jerrion Grant. is not bad, but we'll see. Yeah, he, he, we'll may, see. he may have some, some, some life, but you know, it, they just, and then they there's just Jordan never, Clarkston and Otto Porter, and Jordan Clarkston
4: is good, but he they immediately traded him to the Lakers. So see
2: everyone's like, oh, you could never you could never go out and do better than an NFL or NBA
3: GM. There are some cases where you might be able <laughs> I to I could. I could run the Wizards better. I feel very <laughs> confident in it. It's not that hard, you know. I wonder how good I'd be at negotiating. I think that would be the tough part, but even then, I mean it really doesn't matter if you're gonna not exactly winning many deals the or whatever. Only and reason I, ha-
2: I would ever want to be a billionaire is just so I can buy the Browns and hire all my friends to, to run the Browns because <laughs> I think
4: we would do a better job. Oh, no doubt you could do a better <laughs> job. I mean, we were talking about contracts earlier and how QB contracts have gotten too expensive. and It's our fault. <laughs> it's the brown it's literally all the browns fault for giving like that fully guaranteed contract when no one was getting full like that much fully guaranteed at all and now the ravens are gonna have to play lamar like 250 million like fully guaranteed actually
2: that's a good thing because now now he's gonna be leaving the afc north or <laughs> either that or the ravens are gonna have to gut their roster to pay him
4: Yeah, you you screwed over the... screwing over the Ravens was a galaxy brain. Destroyed your own team to also destroy the Ravens and also the Bengals with Burrow. They saw saw the Ravens with Lamar and Burrow and needing contracts, and they're like, fuck
2: them. (laughs) It's like, we can't be good. No one can. can. If
3: we can't be good, no one can be good. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that Mahomes deal is actually awesome. Oh, no, Mon- it, I think I think so at well. the end of that deal, it's going to get so low considered uh, compared to the rest of the cap <laughs> that it's going to like demolish and be awesome. Yes, I feel yeah. very good about that. As long but, as the cap um,
2: keeps going up, if, I mean, the, if the cap goes down, well, then it might not look so great. Well, the cap's not going to go down. You never know, man. I do. Roger Goodell might get greedy.
3: <laughs> he's, he's know, what, other, the what caps are caps other NBA storylines <laughs> are happening right now uh, I haven't well, seen much it's mostly the trade deadline that's what my most recent video which everyone should go check out after this live was all about uh Toronto blowing it up is pretty interesting I would say that's kind of the most surprising thing that's happening right now um I don't know how I feel about it, to be completely honest with you. I think it's kind of tough. Uh, you have to, I, me personally, at the minimum, I'm waiting till the off season. I also think that teams are kind of pricing out some of their, their players like uh, OG Ananobi and Jakob Purtle. Like the Spurs went two first for Yaka Pirtle. Uh The Raptors went three first for OG Ananobi. And it's like, that's so much that I think they're, that this is like their we don't really want to trade them, but if we were to get this, then yeah, we'd have to. And I think teams are still like picking up the phone. Eventually people are going to flip back on the first round picks and realize that they're way more valuable than people are are thinking. Everything is cyclical. Everything goes in a, a
4: big cycle in sports. So like if something gets devalued, eventually it's going to create the inefficiency the other way. And it'll, it'll bounce back. And I think right now we're in like a, first round picks, we must trade them mode. And like Eric Gordon, like <laughs> the Rockets want like firsts for Eric or like multiple seconds or like, a, a, I don't know. I just remember reading that report about Eric Gordon and how like there were way more picks than, than there should have been for him. And I'm like, I don't, I think that we've gone a little bit too far with this. That was kind of this, the one that kind of made me raise an eyebrow and say like, what, what did you turn down? Cause I think the, what was the story? The Bucks offered like two firsts for Eric Gordon and the Rockets turned it down. No, it was four second round picks. Yes. I, I, four I second round
3: picks. God, the Eric Gordon has turned into one of those players. I swear to God, he's going to be traded at some point. Uh, and then he, he never, ever actually gets traded. <laughs> I, well, look, what, what happened was, is that like that, brooklyn deal ended and then every team forgot how to act and you i mean go look at how much there there wasn't a trade involving three first round draft picks for like five years after that deal because it was such a disaster and then all of a sudden there's several every off season now and right, i wonder if the timberwolves one is going to be what people the, the, the problem is that people they look at like a 25th pick or like a a, a 30th pick or one of those late picks and say, what are the odds that that I can turn like two or three of those picks into the player I'm about to receive? And the odds is like, not great, but the advantage that those have are, well, there's, there's two things they're not taking into account. Number one, if you're trading for a star player, you have to match the salary. And if you're already a contending team, that's really hard to do. That's why, you know, the bucks have a hard time trading for another piece. They're willing to trade their future first, but they have to give up salary. And if you're a contending team, you're already paying players you want to keep. You're playing. You're paying good players. The second thing is that people vastly overestimate how good they're going to be, or they vastly overestimate how much they can tell how things are going to look in the NBA in five years. Trading a 2027 first unprotected is just ridiculous. You know, it's <laughs> like you have literally no clue how good your team is going to be unless you're like the Cavs, maybe or. If you you're confident you're going to keep like your star player for a long time, but outside of that, dude, you know who who knows, man. So yeah, y- unless you've got like Le- LeBron
4: under contract for five years, but even then, like the 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 Mavericks have Luca under contract for I assume that long, and it's like they, you know, who knows if he'll be
3: there that long from now. Yeah, it is. It is silly. It's also like people. And this is the fans think the same thing with like the Lakers, the 2027 and the 2029 people are like, who, who would want those? Those are so far in the future. Dude, what are you talking about? You cannot possibly be that short sighted, man. <laughs> it's like Those picks are probably, if you were to trade for those two picks unprotected, they almost certainly would turn out to be awesome. <laughs> almost certainly you'd have two lottery picks. It's, I mean, a near, and maybe, maybe that's me being too confident about what what teams are going to look like in the future. But it's like the Lakers don't project to be good five years from now. Now it's true that they could go sign free agents to, uh, like so at will. Maybe they will be, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think gambling on future unprotected picks turning out to be really great from teams that are are good right now. That's 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 a bet I'd want to make. And also, I don't, I don't care if I have to wait four years it's don't be short-sighted you know yeah fair enough
4: that's why yeah ok- yeah oklahoma city got it right where they they traded for you know fifth graders at the time and now it looks awesome because you're like oh hey that it's like bonus it's like you find a free money in your pocket four years later you're like oh sick that was really nice
3: yeah it's a you know and, and you could always move though you could always trade them you know, it's like you don't have to actually wait 4 years to pick them or 5 or whatever it is. And, and and you know that OG Ananobi report where they're like some team offered three first round draft picks and they said, "No, I would bet money that that is the Knicks picks that convert into second round picks if they don't transfer this year or something." I know the Knicks have weird there's first round picks like that that are protected and if they don't hit they turn into second round picks, so they're not really first round picks. That that might be what it is. I don't think. That also, it also first. could just be
4: they said not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Is like they said, no way, we'll never. They may have said like, call me back in like three weeks, and
3: we'll see. Or maybe the Raptors said, hey guys, we actually got an offer for three first. No, we did. I swear to God um someone here we're selling that to a reporter now hey actually we got offered five first can you believe it (laughs) some some of those ever ever since that like kyle lowry for like tyrese maxi and two first like this was last year or, or two years ago i i totally believe that some of those trades are just teams making things up i don't think the reporters are just like point blank like lying but i i know some of those trade rumors are just like made up from the team. Like some of these sources that they have inside the teams that have to be have to be pushing narratives on Twitter.
2: <laughs> Source, trust me, bro. I swear to God. Source more like we're we're trying to price gouge you. Yeah.
3: yeah. I also I kind of don't think the Lakers should trade their two first that's. I think that's where I kind of stand. I just don't think that Lakers team is going to be healthy, and if the Miles Turner Buddy Heald deal is not there, I'm good. That's. It's just not <laughs> like it's just not going to work, bro. It's not gonna. They're not going to be the team that gets healthy at the right time. I guarantee it. I think. Yeah, I mean,
4: the odds that LeBron leaves and you suck by 2027 is like a (laughs) hundred percent yes yes you like you are gonna want those like it's not a question of whether you want those picks in 2027 or not it's whether you need someone else right now and like right now it just you don't need like you do need someone else but you need more than than that right now. So, because it's a guarantee you're going to miss those picks pretty badly in 2027. It's just a matter of if it's worth it. And I think you're, I think I agree with you, Matt. What they need to do is trade away Anthony Davis. That's what they need to do. If they want to win a ring, they need to get rid of that gla- Anthony Day to Day Davis, that glass ankled freak. And I don't want to see Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup anymore. I don't want to see hey, don't talk about my dog pat bev like i you. hate pat 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 bev is the one shit talker that i don't like
3: um pat because bev he's is so the, the best sons.
2: basketball player on the planet
3: you just you he's just son. want anthony davis to go to the suns that team is actually cooked they Suns. <laughs> the yeah they gave up they gave up i, I think that, i mean i saw a report today saying that they're looking to trade chris paul and that terry rozier was on the on the list of
1: which, which <laughs> I, I don't know, make what sense for literally anybody trading for I don't,
3: fall, but
4: but yeah, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Austin Reeves, I don't want to see uh Dennis Schroeder averaging 30 a night, I don't want to see Lonnie Walker averaging 30 a night, I don't want to see any of this Um, and yet still that's what it is and they need to trade they need real role players and uh, the only way they can do that is trading Anthony Davis away and then my glorious king LeBron James (laughs) can finally um, win another ring it's not that duo is not winning shit I'm sorry he's too injury prone Davis he's not the player he used to be they're not winning the finals their only hope is trade him for as many Kyle Corvers as you possibly can and hope LeBron gets good enough shooting to carry them uh, through the West. That's your only hope. So that's, um, or you just, that's my, you just
2: throw the towel, throw in the towel and trade LeBron back to the Cavs, And then you can have the goat lineup of, (laughs) (laughs) of Mitchell Garland, uh, Mobley Allen, and Braun Braun and it's the greatest team ever.
4: They already won one. Yeah, that's the point. They already won one with Davis, but they're not winning another one. I'm sorry. They need to they need to trade him immediately for to the Suns for um <laughs> I love my glorious. Aiden. King. <laughs> Aiden
3: and campaign. So so I mean like how how close are we to the Devin Booker? Trade demand. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and just <laughs> it's, we're on the road, <laughs> we're on the path
4: No, our new owner played basketball at Michigan State, and oh. he, yes, he, <laughs> so he's he so he safe. So he, <laughs> he knows ball way more than than Sarver, who has sabotaged this team. Um, we've got. We're now with the new owner. We're one of the richest teams in the league. We're going to sign all the free agents and build a super team in one off season. So we're not close at all. It's going to be good. Let's, yeah, let's be adults here. Like Colin uh, Weir says, Wire says there, let's be adults and, and just take a step back and remember that the Suns have unlimited money and they're playing with cap space off from now on.
3: I yes. just turned their 2k cap space off. <laughs> don't worry.
4: LaMelo Devin Booker backcourt kind of moves me. Yeah, the Suns
3: don't want LaMelo. Just reset the cap uh, penalty in Madden 23. Uh, it's it's that's uh, it's, uh, the, the Hornets are a horrible team, man. I have the I've I've watched less Hornets game this year than I probably have in the last like 5. It's unbelievable. I just I just can't turn them on. I'll turn on anybody else. Shay and Booker backcourt.
4: Why would the Thunder trade Shiaway or away? Why would they do that? Um, thoughts on the Nuggets leading the West? Uh, I don't think they're going to win the finals. I think that uh, whoever leads the West is destined to lose in the conference finals after years of the jazz having the best record and after years of the suns having the best record and then um eventually getting dethroned i think that's what's going to happen to the nuggets i think in the playoffs their defense is going to get exposed um since they've got a bunch of i think negative defenders in their starting lineup and i think they're going to get to the playoffs and they're just not quite well-rounded enough i think that I, I just don't think they're good enough on both ends and I think eventually they'll lose, but they're really good. I don't know. I just don't think their defense is good enough. I'd, I'd like to maybe see them make it, make a trade for someone who's like, it's tough though, because Jokic just isn't a great interior. Def- like, you're just never really going to have like elite, elite paint, paint defense, unless like maybe you, you trade for someone like I don't know. I don't I guess I don't know enough about basketball strategy, but it just seems like when your point guard is or when your center is like a point guard who is amazing, amazing offensively, but he he's just not quite that paint defender who's gonna be locked down. Like it's kind of tough to have an elite defense when the easiest baskets aren't Gonna ever be really well defended, but I don't know.
2: Cavs don't have to worry about that; they're winning the finals.
4: That is true. The Cavs don't have to worry about that, but not not saying like Jokic isn't worth having or anything. It's just they need more wing defenders no, to. No, you to can offset say that, that he's
2: not worth having.
4: <laughs> he stinks. <laughs> yeah, he's not worth having. The Nuggets should trade him to Phoenix for Chris Paul, who is a good perimeter <laughs> defender, and then they right. could get and Ayton who uh, then you get uh, the paint defense and the perimeter? Chris Paul and Aiden for Jokic. Um, who says no? Yes. Who says
3: no? But yes. Yeah, I, I would. I would say that. I mean, the Nuggets have would have like historically one of the worst defenses to ever win a championship. I think in the last twenty years, there's only been like one team to have a sub top ten defense, and that was the 2016 Cavs. I was about um, to say that sounds like a LeBron stat. Yep. <laughs> so um I I think they keep winning games. You watch them, they're awesome. God bless them. I, I just don't see it, man. It's it's just I really, really at some point. If if Jokic doesn't get one, and by at some point, I mean like this season, assuming nobody gets horribly injured for them or anything, you're going to start to get the, you, you like Jokic just isn't like the best player on a championship team because his defense is so bad, and that's not going to be entirely untrue. It's like, it's, it's, it's not that, I don't think you could never win one with him as the number one player. Like, I definitely don't think that. They, I mean, who knows? They could win it this year, but... I think that it's the same thing with Carl Anthony Towns. I think no matter how good you are on offense if you're big and you're you're a negative interior defender or it's like people go at you in the playoffs, that is brutal. I think that it's so hard to work around that. And it also doesn't help that not and it's it's not just on Jokic, it's just the fact that all three of their best players are not good defenders. And you can go and you can add like other good like defenders around them. That does not make the defense as good as it needs to be. if it, Because you're going to get in the playoffs and you're going to have to choose, do I want to put my best players in or do I want to put good defenders in? And the fact that you have to choose right there is what kills you. The reason why yes. the Bucs are so good, or the reason why the Celtics, those are the top two teams. Those teams aren't choosing. Those teams are putting out their best players and they're all great defenders. Good, like great defenses, like those championship defenses. They, they just have all good defenders. All of the guys on their team are awesome defenders across the board. You know, and people look at like winning a championship is like, I'm just going to build the offense and then we'll go get some defenders. Defense is 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 equally as important. It is. It is equal. Um, so I, I, I think I think the Nuggets are in a really bad spot. What about special teams? man? what are, teams, teams, man? Stuff. What are special <laughs> teams <laughs> yeah, special teams is a third of the game. No, it's not. Nope. <laughs>
4: it's like, tell that. Tell that to uh, the, it is not a third. Tell that to of the the, game. What was it? The
2: 2020 Packers. That had like it's, the uh, worst special teams ever.
4: Yeah, and they were still the one
3: seed. Yeah, and then they got <laughs> bounced. That's right. they'll, they'll say they'll say the they'll say the the 2010 Chargers is the one. They'll be like, "Well, how did that happen?" They had best offense, best defense, and bad special teams. I don't know, man. Not a third <laughs> of the game, though.
4: It's it's three fifths offense. Wait, <laughs> it's three. It's three sixths <laughs> offense. Two sixths defense, and one-sixth special you can, teams. You can just
2: say,
3: like, one-half, one-third. One third. <laughs> so I'm just starting to go the other track. I'm say it's... Winning games is mostly special teams. <laughs> <laughs> it is
4: five-sixths special teams. It's five-sixths and then one-twelfth offense I'm and one-twelfth defense. defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brett <is>. Maher. <laughs> they still that was, won that game,
3: so... How is the Hornets defense? Bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I get I, I this all the time. Oh, why would I lose to a Hornets fan? Okay. Yeah, it's You're like right. all the comments, every
4: single tweet I make. Yeah. I but. like to think that question was very much in earnest. Um, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm sorry if it was in earnest. It is bad, but... Yeah, it's
2: like, I tweet something out. Yeah, but like your quarterback is a rapist and he's being paid $230 million fully guaranteed. I'm like, you got me dog. <laughs> so true, man.
4: The Packers would go 17 and zero with Justin Tucker. That's true. <laughs> so facts, man. Not like, yeah, but anyway, special teams, I don't know what, what special teams in, in basketball, I guess would be like, I don't know, free, free throws. throws.
2: Yeah. It just, hey, you gotta like, hit
4: him, man. You do got to hit your free throws, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I don't really have many more opinions on things. I, I think I'm waiting for the day. I'm praying out for the day that Houston blows everything up because I am sick of seeing clips of their two ass offense and we need to rescue Jalen green. <laughs> we, need res- we need to rescue. We need to rescue Jalen green. Um, my i bet on him for most improved player and i'm not win, i'm not winning that future i fear uh but we need Ash to out. we need to save him we need to save him immediately and get him out of the rockets john wall was right john wall was spitting and we yeah. need to save him it's okay He he'll figure it out it's it's not over no it's uh-huh. not over but we just we still need to save him for it to be started sooner. I don't know. Rescue. Yeah. We need to rescue everybody. Jalen Green is the reason it's like that. It's not Jalen Green's fault that it's like I that. If he got drafted true. by Greg Popovich, the culture would not collapse in on Jaylen. itself.
3: But Jalen <laughs> NFT Green is, is in there ruining it all himself. <laughs> if Jalen
4: Green got drafted by the Warriors, Kerr would forget how to coach and Curry would forget how to shoot <laughs> and Draymond would punch Jordan P- Poole most, multiple times instead <laughs> of just the once. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's Jalen Green's fault that the Rockets don't know what they're doing. I think that I think that he might not be helping. I think that if their culture is bad, he might be coming in and, you know, he didn't turn it around and he might be part of the problem that the culture is bad. But if he, you go to a place with like where shit, where lazy, stupid shit doesn't fly, like he probably won't do that stuff. I, I, I think it I think it starts with at the top. But I mean, they didn't trade Eric Gordon for four second round, four second round. But what is he doing there? Why are you a Rocket not making a deal for a 34 year old like scorer? Like what do you need him for? I don't know. The Rockets ran a real offense and the Jalen dropped 42, right? Yeah, but then they're going to see that and then they're going to do something else the next week or something the next day since it's not a weekly game, but you know but, what I mean?
3: I'm, I mostly still believe in Jalen Green because he's on my dynasty team <laughs> and I don't... So true, man. I can't give up on him yet, but... Layden,
4: are you... You got to check our dynasty league more next year, otherwise you're getting kicked I out. Know, you didn't check I it know, one time. I
2: know. Year. Don't yell at me, Theo. I'm not yelling.
4: I'm just... Yelling I just me, was reminded. Right, man. You're yelling
2: at me. No, I will. But I, I had to... I had to pay a lot of attention to the league where I had know where i didn't have my first two picks um <laughs> so that i didn't come in last and i didn't come in last
4: so all your all your mental fortitude was <laughs>
2: it It really was i didn't even pay that cl- like i had two leagues i had one league where i was the one seed and then I had another league where i was i was a playoff team but i like didn't really i was like i don't care like Whatever,
4: the, My just, dynasty team sold me so hard. It scored 35 points in the playoffs. Uh, Never seen anything like so it.
2: So all I'm saying is like, <laughs> neither of us won the title and you put... Uh, well, yeah,
4: we did, I didn't win the title either. It's a so, good team though. We got Lamar and Ramondre and um, Damian Pierce and Diggs uh, and Godwin. Right now. What am I? We have Godwin and Kirk and you Njoku. So it, it's definitely a good core going forward. Right, but... So,
2: uh, so, I have Josh Allen, J.K. Dobbins, Kareem Hunt, Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Elijah Moore, Darren Waller, Matt Prater in the Cowboys' defense. On the bench, I have Rogers, Dalvin Cook, Ronald Jones, Travis Homer, Robert Woods, A.J. Green, and Robert Tunyon.
4: Jesus. So it's ter- that sounds pretty bad. It's really it's to- really rough. I need an overhaul. You need an overhaul. Well, I'll figure it out. You have all your picks. That's true. That
2: is true. When when is the draft? Like after the draft or before the draft?
3: I assume they usually do them after.
2: (laughs) You've Gotta make sure. But I don't. I don't. You never know. He's a crazy.
3: Your league. I don't. I don't know what your commissioner is thinking right now. What? What? What's the? When, oh, when whether you team draft, team draft before or after. or after in Dynasty, but you usually draft after. I Unless assume you draft crazy. after.
2: Yeah, so you know where the guys are on the teams. Unless you want to draft just based on like where you think they are as a prospect and then you just hope they go to a good team.
4: Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't have much more to say. No,
3: so neither, do, neither I. do I. I
2: think that pretty much wraps things up. Another fantastic live stream by the Stay Hot crew. Thank you all so much for tuning in we'll be back. Should we, should we let people know about the surprise that's coming up on the next pod or should we just let it be a
4: surprise? Oh, we got Brett Coleman on the next pod. I'll just say it. I don't need (laughs) much of a surprise It'll It'll drive traffic there. If you, if you like Brett, check out his work on YouTube. Um, and we'll be, we'll be talking about some of the keys to the game on Wednesday, Keys, keys to the conference championship game. So we got Brett and, uh, we'll be talking about, some of the teams that just got eliminated in the conference championship games and uh, whatever else comes up yeah, so yeah should
2: be should be a fun episode. very excited. Thank you episode. all so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out that episode on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. and as always, from Cornboy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, we will catch you all.